What's up, y'all? It's your girl, KB. Raffinay here. And welcome to Heart Convos with KB and Raffinay. What's up, you guys? Uh, Welcome back to another episode. We are ending our spring break season here in Indiana. I don't know about your part of the country, wherever you're listening from, uh, but we're wrapping that up. So I know people are getting back in town and, you know, beaches and resorts and vacations and all that good stuff. Literally uh, (laughs) living their best life to get back to um, what might be considered the everyday uh, stuff of life. But um, how how are you doing, Uh, Raphne? What's what's going on in Texas? Y'all are are past spring break, yes? We are well past spring break. (laughs) And there's no such thing as spring break for me, so I don't know what that is. (laughs) No longer a student. So I didn't have any break. I went to work all week. And the only thing that was nice was the traffic was lighter. So well, things are fine here. A little bit of an upside, yes. Well, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. How are um, how are things with your blog? And they are things. Um. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you, how are you picking your topics? Like how's how's the content going? Are you pumping out content every week? Are you picking no. talking about? Oh, is it kind of just here, there? It's not weekly. That was wishful thinking. I don't know why I thought I was going to be writing weekly. Why actually. couldn't you? I can, but I don't know that I want to write weekly. So I don't think it's very realistic. So I write when I get a just on a whim or have something I think I want to share. I have things that I want to share. I just have not fully crafted them. And so I won't release anything if I'm not fully okay with the entire body of work. So mm-hmm. I pick topics based on things that I want to talk about or things that I've experienced. I have a running list of things that I know I want to write at some point. But I also am... Some days I get inspiration. So when I have inspiration, then I will actually sit and really write and give some think time to it. So I think the last post I did was probably it maybe a week and a half or two weeks ago. And it was just a topic that had been on my mind. I knew I wanted to write about it at some point. And something I heard a lyric in a song that really sparked some inspiration. So I was like, now I'm going to write the post. So mm. I did. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's really good. I feel that way sometimes about heart combos just because I feel like so many rich conversations happen in my life. And I just always wish I could have the camera rolling. Like, Mm. (laughs) you know, like, man, this would be incredible content. But then you got to get people's permission and people got to be okay with being on camera. And then it sometimes changes the authenticity of the moment. And just, you know, you start pulling cameras out and people get a little weird and (laughs) just, you know, but. Right. Like, my face ain't done. (laughs) Right. Just all kinds of distracted but anyway that's really cool that you you know what i'm saying heard that lyric and was like this is the moment let me pause and, and make time for that that's yeah dope. good stuff what about your week oh man the week has been very intense <laughs> um i feel like a few podcasts ago i asked you how you were doing and you were like it was a hard week <laughs> and i was like oh yes what happened um and I feel like that that was my week this week um, in a different way. My um, my family had an emergency. And so we leg- like legit got a phone call, my sister and I, um, earlier than in the week. And, you know, 
got some unfortunate news and had to rush to Virginia. And that's not an easy trek. <laughs> that's like half a day of driving. And so we, um, we did, and we made it to the East coast to see my family. And, um, you know, it was a very intense three days. Um, and I'm doing my best to be discreet, but, um, all is well. Um, people have been discharged from hospitals and surgeries have gone well and all that good stuff. But, it was a very difficult three days um, because there's just so much room for your brain to go crazy in the unknown, right? <laughs> like when you get mm-hmm. news. And so there was that. But then when you find out like, oh, this is what's going on, it, it, it sometimes can be settling. But then in other ways, it's like, oh, shoot, well, what does this mean? And, you know, so yes, yeah, so it was just an intense week for myself and my family. Um, and so I'm really kind of on the tail end of that that uh, process and looking forward to getting back, you know, into life stuff, but also at the same time would love to just be here with my family and be present, you know, in a way that I'm not able to be present. And so, yeah, that was the week. Very, very hard. Um, But at the same time, (laughs) you know, on Tuesday, and I think I talked about this last, last episode, we uh, did the free training, the webinar, and that yes. went incredible. People actually showed up for the live recording, which is exciting for me because I was like, I could legit be talking to myself, <laughs> but people showed up. <laughs> I think there ended up being like 40 some odd people on at one point. And I was like, man, this is dope. And I think by the end, there was still like 20 something people. Alive. So I was like, this is amazing because it was an hour and people were just really here for it. And so I'm actually um, the replay is a is available, you know, for people to watch here for the next. I think if you're listening to this on Sunday, then you could probably catch the replay for like the next 24 hours or so, 36 hours or so, because um, then it'll come down. But man, the replay put, is where I haven't even seen the replay. Listen, you'll get all that information mm-hmm. when I send mm-hmm. all that information. Okay. Y'all see, I don't even get no inside scoop. Listen, listen, if you are interested in, no, for <laughs> real, if you're interested, then you want to go to heartcombos.com slash free training. And so that will get you access to the replay. And um, I would love for you guys to see it and to enjoy that. And so, yeah, at the end of the webinar, I also made available something that no one knew um, well, was coming except for a handful of people. And that was my online course called Heart Combos 101. So I'm really excited um, that I've been able to make this opportunity available to people all this past week because it's a huge resource that I think people who are really like ready and willing to dive into heart combos for their own personal life and to really come along, um, allow me to come alongside them for the next six weeks would really enjoy something like this. And it's legit um, a six week experience where we meet once a week um, for um, a set amount of time. We're going to talk through different topics and go through different lessons. But then on top of that six week experience, you also get 15 plus, you know, uh, quality studio produced videos um, of me just kind of talking about different topics from conflict to um, boundaries to the Oreo cookie principle to fences to all kinds of stuff, just just all kinds of things. And so there's a video series. It also comes with a workbook <laughs> that um, you are truly or not yours truly, but Raffinay. <laughs> um, uh, right. I was like, that would be me. <laughs> but it uh, that I was like, you better take the credit. Okay. <laughs> they no, miss it back. <laughs> no, that Raffinate actually has designed um, and put together, which is incredible because as a, a licensed clinician, she has, oh, a, I'm serious, y'all, man. She has such an amazing gift when it comes to helping people think through things. 
Okay. I just, I, she just really gets it in that. And so it's exciting that she was willing to do the workbook because I knew that she would put her foot in it and she has. And so there's a workbook that comes with the content on top of that. There's another book that I've written called 51 um, affirmations for heart combos. And so that is available um, to people who purchase the course. And then on top of that, there's like exclusive interviews. There's a private Facebook group. There's just all kinds of stuff in access uh for people who sign up and so if you yourself are listening to everything that i just said you're like listen all of that sounds amazing like i listen to y'all once a week but to really have access you know in that way intentionally for the next six weeks listen i would love for you to be a part all you have to do is go to heartconvos.com that's all you got to do and you would have that you will have the opportunity to purchase the course and so it's super affordable um, you're going to get a whole lot of content. And honestly, this content is going to be like, like, like will change your life, really, <laughs> because um, the information that you'll get over the next six weeks will give you pretty much, I think, resources to help you navigate any friendship, to help you level up any relationship that you're in. Um, I think that it'll also help you um, crush any like false beliefs or misconceptions that you have that you're, you've been wrestling with in your friendships. It'll just, it'll change your life. And I'm, and I'm really, really excited about it. So I hope that uh, if you're listening to me right now, that you would join me in that experience. Um, enrollment for the class and the course will end on Monday um, at midnight. And so, well, 11.59 on Monday p.m. So Give us the date. Monday, April 8th. <laughs> I was like, ah, what day is Monday? Yes, yeah, so Monday, April 8th at 11.59 p.m. Enrollment will close. Eastern. Eastern time. Yes. Okay, so if you in Central, that's ten fifty nine. And if you are in California Don't get locked out. Right. If you are in California, <laughs> it'll be nine fifty nine. <laughs> so yeah. And the only reason is because I will need to send out a bunch of information so that you can be ready to go that Tuesday because the course actually starts April ninth. And so if you're interested, go ahead and check it out, heartcombos.com. Sign up, enroll, be a part of my original, my OG group, my original uh, student student group. That would be amazing for you to walk through. I told I told um, some of the other social media platforms that I was like, I need 20 more people to sign up because people have been signing up and it's really exciting. And I'm like, I need 20 more, 20 more people. I would love to have a huge first first round of students that can say, you know, in a year, in two years, in 10 years, like I was a part of the first leg, you know, and have that have that 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 exclusivity. But anyway. Correction. If you are in California, that is eight fifty nine. Oh, eight fifty nine. Yeah. They're three hours from Eastern. Oh, yes, yes. Eight fifty nine. Come on. Come on. Eight fifty nine. So eight fifty nine California is that Pacific time zone? Listen, don't ask me. I thought it was not. I think it's <laughs> I think it's Pacific and then Central it'll be 10:59 and Eastern 11:59. And here's so the that thing. means Mountain is 9:59. So here's the thing, don't wait. If you're interested in in leveling up your friendships, if you're interested in growing in your self-awareness, if you're interested in really investing in yourself, you know, in an intentional way in regard to friendship because let me tell you, we invest in so many things. But I don't know too many people who are like, "You know what? I want to get my friendships together. Like, you know, like, like, I don't think people think about that. That's like often. And so I'm like, listen, if you want to do it, don't wait until 959, 8:59, 11:59, 10:00. Like, just do it now. Like you're listening to us right now. Literally go to heartcombos.com, enroll, 
get access to all this incredible content and access to me for the next six weeks. And I promise you, we will have an incredible time and you will not regret your decision. And if you, in any point, feel like you might be regretting your decision, there's also a warranty. I mean, not a warranty, but a, a money-back guarantee. And so you can have your money back. Because let me tell you something. I don't want your money if I'm not helping you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so listen, that's not even going to be an issue. You ain't going to have to fill out a bunch of questions. You just tell me, like, this is not helpful. <laughs> and I will gladly, you know, give you your money back. So anyway, that is that. Let us jump into today's topic. Piggybacking off of this this um, investment, right? This this coming off of the, the course announcement and really thinking about our self-awareness. Today, we should really kind of dive into what all that is. Like, what is self-awareness? How do you measure self-awareness? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, why is it important? And then really, what part does community play um, in regard to our self-awareness? So, so those three questions I want to answer, okay? Why is it important? How do we measure it? What part does our community play in that process. And so let me just jump in with the definition, okay? When I say self-awareness, I mean a conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. So taking that definition, a conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. How self-aware are you? Go, Raffinette. I believe that I am very self-aware. If we were rating this on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being I am completely oblivious to all of those things, my feelings and my motives, and a 10 being I am the most in tune, I always am aware, I would say I am about a seven and a half. And Mm. I would say that because I believe that over the years, my awareness of the way that I feel and um, the way that I think about things has increased from going to school to be a counselor, from being in counseling myself and doing my own work, and also just from opening myself up to allow other people to speak to certain areas of my life that I may not have been as aware of. I would say that my number is not lower because I think I have a, a very good awareness of just of how I am. I, I would say I have a good pulse on myself most of the times, just concerning my feelings and my thoughts and my viewpoints about things. I would say it's not a 10 because when I think about things like my motives, for me as someone that is a Christian, I think that is something I lend more to God for than my own personal knowledge just because I may think my motives are pure and God may reveal something to me that shows, no, but deep in your heart, you really did this for recognition or for somebody to give you feedback or so that you could um, be praised in some kind of way. And so I don't think it's a 10. I honestly don't think it'll ever be a 10 just because I am not perfect and I mess up. And, and I'm okay with that. And I realize that I, I do think, though, that my awareness about my thoughts and my feelings, like I said before, my viewpoints is pretty high. Hmm. Yeah. Well, if you're seven and a half, well, then I just, you know. No, no comparison. <laughs> I'm a 3.3. 3. Oh, gosh. Um. Get out of here. <laughs> 
No, I think when I think of self-awareness for myself, I would like to think that I am a very self-aware individual. In the area of feelings, that is where I lack the most self-awareness. Um, so on a scale from one to 10, huh? I, I mean, I am clearly not a 10, but I'm also not a one. And I think I'm a little bit past half. <laughs> so I would say somewhere around that seven, eight range. I, I, I feel like I, as far as my desires, like I know what I want. Like I know what I'm long, I long for, right? Um, at least I, I, for the most part, feel aware in that in that way. My character, I feel like I'm very pretty aware of my character. I've, I've sh- sh- like made huge strides to to develop it and to build it and to grow it um, intentionally. And so, um, yeah, I, I I feel like confidently I can say seven or eight in that area. Um, as far as my motives, like. I, would you say that motives are intention and intentions are interchangeable? Um, maybe. I feel like I, I, I'm aware of my intentions. I think, um, I'm kind of like, if I want to do it, I want to do it. If I don't, I don't, you know, like, and if there's a, if there's a reason and, you know, I was to be asked about it, I feel like I could give an answer. Um, you know so when it comes to like oh you're doing things to be seen and I don't know like so I don't I'm not saying again that I'm perfect at it or have no room to grow that would be false um lots of room to grow here I just know that feelings is the area that I'm like that's where I'm gonna get docked at (laughs) the most you ask me how I feel I'm like I don't really know uh (laughs) uh, but but yeah so I would say around I'd give myself you know seven as as well well not as well but I would give myself seven in regards to my self-awareness. And I, I think that if I jump into the first question, like why is self-awareness important? I just think that for a lack of self-awareness is dangerous. Like to be living life, walking through this experience we call life and not having any kind of understanding or, or knowledge or awareness of, you know, how you're feeling about, what's happening in life and, and when, what your intentions are and that, and what you're longing for. And just to kind of be going through the motions of doing things, but not really ever looking introspectively at, at these areas. Cause all of these things are very introspective things. I just, I just feel like that's dangerous. And there's so much you're missing so much. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's important for, um, and for us as, as people to invest in our self-awareness because I think it enhances our experience um on a day-to-day basis it enhances our encounters with people our encounters with um with nature our encounters with you know all kinds of things and so i don't know what do you what do you think okay so i have a question you said you're missing out what do you think is missing or they would be missing out on i think you're people miss out on the on the experience called life like exploring the ocean, right? Or walking across the country. <laughs> you know, I think about how you can fly across the country, you can drive across the country, you can take a train across the country, right? Or you can walk across the country. And what you see from a plane is vast and large. And I think there are lots to, there's lots to see. But then if you take it from a plane to a train like there's far more detail to be seen in a train you know um now you're moving pretty quickly so you can't really 
sit with anything for too long, but you can see it a lot more closely than you could from a plane than from a plane. And then I think same thing with a car, like you go to a car, like you can kind of, you know, assess your pace right in a car and you can maybe stop and pull over and enjoy certain things. But if you decide to walk across the country, I mean, you're picking up rocks, you're feeling the textures of different flowers from state to state, you're feeling the the humidity from the East Coast versus, you know, the West Coast, like you're, you're able to encounter um, far more detail and intricacy in that experience than you would if you just flew. And I think that when people lack self-awareness, they are lacking, they are missing out on the intricacy, the detail that comes with life's experiences, because we're not just functioning like next to all of these other things in life. Like we in and of ourselves are, are experiencing, you know, like things like within our own selves, you know, not just in our interactions with other people or in our encounters with, you know, situations and circumstances, like within our own selves, there's, there's a story being written. And, and, and I just feel like, we miss out on that story when we lack awareness about what's going on on the inside of us. Hmm. Okay. I would say, I think self-awareness is important because if you are not knowing, if you do not know actually who you are, how you feel, what you desire, what you think, the reason behind why you do what you do, then I believe that you will find yourself morphing to whatever environment you are in Mm. because you are unsure of who you are. So it may be easier to conform to whatever is seemingly accepted or quote unquote normal in any said environment. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that causes you to miss out as an individual because you're not offering who you really are. And I also think it causes other people to miss out on who you really are. I also think that a lack of self-awareness will cause you to make poor decisions and and think of yourself potentially in a light that you are not, whether that is positive or negative. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. So how, how, how does one measure self-awareness? That's the second question that I'd like for us to kind of give thought to. Well, I told you before we started that I didn't think I had an answer to that question. And I I still am not confident that I have a a complete answer. I would say part of it for me linked to what I said earlier has been being open to other people providing feedback about things that they see in me and then doing something with that. And doing something with that for me has not always meant accepting what it is that they've said, but at least giving some thought to what it is that they've said. Because I think people have shared things that they believe to be true about me that I agree with, that I think are true. And people have said things that I don't agree with and that I don't believe is true of me. And so I've been able to kind of sift out and filter out like, oh, okay, I think this is accurate. This is valid. Not so much. 
I think going to counseling has also increased my self-awareness. So I think that's a way you could measure it. Like just that would be another outside party. Like it could be friends, family, a counselor, a mentor, somebody that you look up to being able to speak to some of the things that they see within your character. Now, someone can't really speak as much to your feelings. They may be able to help you narrow it down. But I just can't look at someone at the surface and be like, oh, you're feeling sad because your face looks down. Um, and then for me also measuring based on God when I talked earlier about motives. Mm. Okay. It's so funny because I feel like I'm supposed to say what you said last week. <laughs> Which is what? Now, if you're not a Christian and you don't really care too much about all this God stuff that right oh. now I'm talking about, because <laughs> last week I was I was on it. Um, I think. Well, one, well, let me just back up a little bit and say that I think you kind of really are tapping into our third question, which is, you know, what part does community play, like in the process of developing self awareness? And you talked about community and you know being in counseling and having outside parties, and so I really want to kind of flesh that out in a little in a, in a moment. But I think. When I think about how do we measure it, I think it starts with questions. Like, practically, how would you, if you're like, oh, I've never really thought about this whole self-awareness thing. All right, let's, let me start, you know, practicing self-awareness. What does that look like? I think it starts with asking the question, you know, what question? Like, okay, what, how would I define my character? You know, how aware am I about how I feel on, you know, any given day about any, you know, given thing? Um, I think that you could just have the conversation with yourself really about your desires, your motives, your feelings, your character. That would be a great starting point. Asking yourself those questions. I think I didn't, if I'm honest, there are a lot of questions that I wasn't just asking myself um, naturally, you know, before getting plugged into community. So I guess this is kind of, we can do question two and three because I didn't really know to ask those questions. And I didn't know that maybe answers that I was looking for could be found by simply thinking about, you know, certain questions. <laughs> and so um, I think questions are, are critical. They're huge. Um, being able to ask the right questions at the right time like that in and of itself, I think, comes with practice and maturity. And it's an art, you know, some of it. Um, but I say start with questions. That's how you can measure it. And, and what are you measuring it against? I think could be the question. And I, I, I think if for your own self assessment, it would be where where do where would you say you started? Even if you're just starting to ask the questions today, you can say, "Have I always been in this place?" Well, no. I'd say ten years ago I was here when it came to my character, you know, and I can see the distinct difference between what my character looked like ten years ago, what it looks like now, you know. And so I think you can measure you can measure your self awareness against your your own self by assessing whether or not there's been any growth or maturity over uh, any period of time. Um, but then I also think that there are examples that we could compare ourselves to and say, man, this person over here, like they're extremely self-aware. And I think this because of these attributes in this person. Um, I see those attributes alive in my own life in this way, or I don't see those attributes alive, you know, in my own self. And that can help us measure as well. And so what do you think about that? You think that's that's helpful practically? Maybe okay. I would, I would 
proceed with caution just because I think people can give the appearance of something and it not actually be true. So someone could give the appearance that they are self-aware and they not actually be self-aware. So, But do you think that really matters, though, for the person who's assessing themselves? Like, let's Yes, say- because if I think I'm self-aware but I'm not, then the things that I'm observing about them that I I think I like may actually be fallacies. Wait, I think I'm a little confused. So I was saying, let's say you think Bob is self-aware. And so you're Mm -hmm. like, oh, based on these things, I see, I think that he's self-aware. Let's say Bob isn't self-aware at all. However, you've measured whatever you've seen in Bob as as self-awareness. If that is helping you to assess how where you are in self-awareness, does it matter whether or not Bob is really living it? I, I don't know how we would it it seems like that would not really be self awareness then if in Bob, right? Bob wasn't really yes. So if I think Bob has integrity mm-hmm. and Bob actually believes that he has integrity but he doesn't maybe, but I don't know. I think that gets tricky. I'm not a big fan of playing the comparison game just because I think it it can lead to some false conclusions sure. or incorrect conclusions and or assumptions either about them or about yourself. And so the, the, it could be okay, but the reason I say is proceed with caution is just to ensure that you're not measuring what is quote-unquote good character or moral character or the best personality to have based on because I think other people respond to this in a good way or because I think this will allow me to be accepted. I think that's the caution and concern that I have with looking at it against someone else. No, I agree. I think this is where kind of the, well, one, it's. I just think we should disagree at least once every episode. Uh, I just think it just makes a better conversation. Uh, <laughs> but but I'm not I'm not disagreeing with what you just said. I will say this that I think this is where our faith kind of plays a huge role because uh, a part of this idea of watching like seeing a model and in following that model or seeing an example and and measuring yourself up to that example has mainly has everything to do with my faith, you know, as a Christian and following Jesus. So. When I say, okay, being able to measure yourself up to someone, obviously I would say that Jesus is the perfect example of in, of what it looks like to live flawlessly, right, <laughs> on this on this earth. And I think that he was in a, had exceptional character and is the standard of character, right? I think that he was very in tune with how he felt, you know, and I think that he is the example when it comes to having pure motives and all that stuff. So therefore, I could look at his life, right, via the scriptures and say, man, like based on what I see in him, like, I can measure myself up against that and try to assess, hey, I think I'm growing in this. I think that I'm I'm reflecting these things, right, based on what I see in him. How when I take it away from not even take it away from Jesus, but when I as I'm walking in community with other mature individuals, like people who might be in my top layer, mentors, those kinds of people who are investing in me, there are things that I might see in them that I might say like oh, I love how they live this out in their marriage or I like how they, they model these things in, you know, at work or whatever. And so then I would use those as examples uh, for 
for how to how to walk and how to live. But I, that would also be as a reflection of them following Jesus, right? So I would be following them as they're following Jesus. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, that's kind of where I'm going. But I get what you're saying as well. Um, when you're kind of like, oh, that's just it, it could be relative person to person, which I absolutely agree with that. And so that's good. That's really good. So when we when we think about community, how 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 does you you kind of started to speak to how community has played a role in your self awareness because people have been maybe given permission or maybe they weren't given permission and just were, were telling you about yourself, <laughs> but people have been given per- permission to kind of speak into your your process in these areas. What has that looked like for you? How does that play itself out practically? Well, I think depending on the relationship that I've had with people, some people have been able to speak to either areas of strength that they've seen in my own life or areas of growth and opportunity that they've seen in my own life. And sometimes I've been open and willing to hear those things and listen and take it. And other times I've been like, "Mm, you don't know what you're talking about. Thanks for playing. Ain't nobody asked you. Bye-bye now. That's really good. But did it mean that it wasn't true when when you were in that season? Well, I didn't say it wasn't. I'm just yeah. saying I wasn't in a place where I wanted to hear it. So I was like, ain't nobody even asked you. So yeah. <laughs> you can move around with your feedback. Wow. And so I think as, as time has gone on and I've, as I've grown and developed and become more open to allowing people to speak into things in my life and opening myself up in different kinds of ways to relationship, then I've become more open to listen to feedback. And like I mentioned before, I don't always take what they say as fact or go and implement these gross changes in my life as a result of what people have said, mm-hmm. but I, I will give it some think time. I will pray about it. I will ask the Lord if it's something that I'm like, mm, I don't agree with that. Then I'll just tell the Lord like, Lord, is this something you really want me to be working on or that I need to be aware of. Please open my eyes to see it because at this point it's a no. So, <laughs> and And I think that's okay because there are, I would say that there are people that may say things that don't always have my best interest at heart Mm -hmm. or they are not looking out for my good. And there have been times where people have said things where I believe that they haven't had my best interest at heart, but there was still some truth in what they said, Mm -hmm. which is why I say I don't just throw away what they say because they may have ill motives and ill intentions, but maybe God wants to use that in some kind of way Mm -hmm. to grow me and for me to not just be like she just hates me that you know I got employee of the month and you know she just had something negative to say Mm -hmm. but choosing to take it for what it is and like I said I don't always respond like that in the moment or I'm not always open to hearing it in the moment in that particular time but the the, the the Holy Spirit living in me at some point will then go back, reflect. Is there some truth there? Do I need to draw something out of this? And I, I, I trust that God will reveal that if it's something I need to be focusing on. For sure. I think it takes an incredible amount of humility to be critiqued or to get checked or to have someone point out something in you like that isn't um the best right uh and and to actually hear that and to receive that and to 
give it some thought, you know, and not just completely dismiss it because it doesn't feel good or it doesn't make you look good or whatever. Like that takes an incredible amount of humility for sure. Uh, and it's a very hard thing to do. I just will want to acknowledge that, um, especially when people don't have nice things to say. And, I, and I've been on the other side of those conversations more than once, um, <laughs> tons of times. And when I say tons of times, I mean, listen, I used to just stay in a conversation about how something about the way that I was showing up in my relationships or showing up in the world was not helpful for people. <laughs> like it was offensive or it was, you know, um, not didn't feel gracious or um, it just seemed like my intentions were to, to harm or to hurt, to, you know, to crush or destroy, <laughs> you know, and I, and that was very hard to hear for so many years. Um, and I believed uh, a lot of those things for so many years because probably, I mean, they were true, I think in, in certain seasons. Um, but then, and after becoming a Christian and, and really trying to like grow, I was like, man, I really don't have any intention to hurt anyone. You know, however, I am constantly offending people. What do I do with this? And so um, it would not have been helpful for me at that point to be like, y'all don't know what you're talking about. Get it together. Which that was my thought some days. <laughs> but I just saw a benefit in me being able to posture myself very low um, to the ground and to at least give thought to what was being said. Now, it did come to the surface in different seasons that some of the issues that people had with me had nothing to do with me, really. It was really their own issues or insecurities that were being triggered by something in me, right? But there was really no, you know, nothing about what I was doing that, that needed necessarily to change versus, you know, maybe their perception or perspective, whatever. Um, but in a lot of those conversations, I needed to go back and to check, like, could you have said that in a different way? Could you have um, affirmed before being so critical? You know, could you have, uh, you know, communicated clearly what your intentions were on the front end instead of, you know, having the person, you know, read into things or whatever it might have been. And so all of that to say, I've been a part of those conversations and they're hard, but they're super helpful if you're willing to posture yourself in a, in a, in a, posture of humility and really see if there's any truth to what's being said um and if there is listen it, it it is the most beneficial thing to deal with it to address it to start walking through it and figuring out what it looks like i wouldn't i wouldn't feel like you have to change your whole self all at once um and if you're on the side of actually critiquing someone or checking someone just know that we don't have the capacity as people to deal with all of our issues all at once like it's just it's just not realistic no one has the ability to bear all of the issues of the world like all at once we just don't and so i think sometimes we have unrealistic expectations of other people <laughs> that you got issues in this area this area this area this area and this area and then the next time y'all talk there's still four areas that need to be worked on <laughs> and you're you're upset and mad i'm like yeah but they they did make an effort in this one area and i mean your expectation for them to just deal with everything all at once is just sometimes unrealistic i think and so uh -huh. I think it's helpful for us to try to be gracious, um, to be more gracious, to be more empathetic, you know, and just to know, like, I can't I can't work on everything all at once. And it took me a long time to get here and you can't expect for it to fix itself overnight. And so I think if we have more sober minded expectations in that way, we will find ourselves being more gracious and empathetic with the people that we're doing life with when it comes to that. And so, yeah, I just thought about something. Mm -hmm. So I won't get too deep into this, but. There's this thing in the counseling world that we study. It's called the Jahari window. If anybody wants to look it up, Jahari is J-O-H. 
J-A-H-A-R-I. So Jahari Window, it is a tool that can be used when you're a, uh, practicing communication and awareness. And so what it looks at is what is known to you and then what is known known and unknown to you and what is known and unknown to other people. Okay. So the area that is known both to you and to other people is what they call the open or the free area. Now, there also are things that are known by other people, but that are not known to us. And that would be considered your blind areas. So it is things about my character or me that other people know about me, but that I am some kind in some kind of way am unaware of oblivious, don't even realize. So if that is, you know, in the past when people were like, Raffin, got an attitude problem. And I was just like, I'm sweet as pie. Um, that would be <laughs> part of my blind area. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know if it was that funny, but. <laughs> no, I did, you and the sweet as pie. I was like, did you really think you were sweet as pie? I didn't. I didn't think I was sweet as pie, but I mean, I didn't think I was a mean or at a. I, well, maybe, no, you mm. were. You were, and you you know you were. I don't. Right, that probably wasn't the best example because that's actually not true. I knew <laughs> I had a little attitude, but I was I was a kind person if uh, I liked you uh, and if I knew you. Uh, you not a okay. <laughs> I was a kind person if I knew you and if I liked you. <laughs> with qualifiers that, yeah okay All anyway right. we getting back to jahari okay uh-huh. this ain't uh-huh. about raffinac uh-huh. <laughs> so then also in jahari's window there's this area that is unknown by other people but that is known to me so that would be the hidden part of me so the things that i know to be true about myself but maybe that i hide from other people so that could be my insecurities or things in my past or stories that I've not shared with other people about myself. Then there's this area that is unknown. And this is the stuff that's not known to me and it's not known to other people. And so what we talk about in communication is as, as a person continues to self-disclose, which just means talking about yourself, and as a person is open to receiving feedback from other people, that unknown area in theory, should get smaller because you're increasing that open area, which is known to you and also known to other people. Mm. And and I think, I don't know why I didn't think about this before, but I think that is a large component of increasing self-awareness too, is am I increasing my self-disclosure, allowing other people to get to know more about me and talking more about myself, while at the same time, being open to receiving feedback because sometimes we're open to talking about ourselves, but we like, I don't want to hear what you got to say about me because mm-hmm. maybe that's hard truth or I, I just not really here for that, but I just want you to listen to me. And, but I think both and are necessary in order to really crease, increase, I'm sorry, how much it is that we know about ourselves because other people know things about us. And if we're closed off to allowing them to share we're missing out on an opportunity to also learn more about myself. Mm-hmm. There are things that I can learn about Raffine just from being in relationship with other people and them being able to speak to those things. Mm-hmm. No, that's good. That's really, really good. I'm glad that, that you were able to remember that and, and to really add that to the, the dialogue. Cause I think that that really sums everything up well. Um, so thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. 
Um, well, listen, I think that was great final thoughts when it comes to all things self-awareness, to be completely honest. And so um, this week, a challenge, maybe for our listeners. I don't always do this, but I just feel like um, more, I, I feel more inclined to challenge people nowadays not just to listen to the podcast watch a vlog or be entertained for however long you know that you're you're engaging with us but to give you something tangible maybe that you can either think through or do um you know like something active that you can or something you can be proactive about and so let's say um this week when it comes to self-awareness would you ask yourself questions this week um would you go google the jahari what did you call it the jahari window the jahari window and just read up on it and see you know what you feel like you can fill in and how full those different areas are in your own life would you do that uh this week for your own sake not because you know we don't get something out of it necessarily but because it has the ability to to grow you and your self-awareness um and so Again, if you ever have any thoughts or questions or just kind of want to speak in uh, to, our, to the process of the conversation, um, please feel free to hit us up um, on on uh, any of the social media platforms. And so that's Heart Combos on Facebook, Heart Combos on uh, YouTube, or Heart underscore Combos on Instagram. Um, send me a DM. If you want to contact Raffine, you can find her at nene0504. That is N-A-Y-N-A-Y-0504 on Instagram. Uh, and yeah, we would love to... Uh, just respond and again get your get your thought your feedback um yeah it, w- it would just be amazing because it really does enhance what what we do um here on this side and so thank you again for listening this week um again reminder if you're interested in engaging in heart combos 101 please check out heartcombos.com um until april 8th eleven fifty nine eastern standard time <laughs> adjust accordingly to your time zone uh, yeah, and sign up and register for the course. I'm looking for 20 more people who are looking to level up any relationship in their life to crush uh, any false beliefs or misconceptions that they have in friendship and to really change the trajectory of their friendships. And so uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much again for joining us this week. And until next Sunday, remember, it is not a hard conversation, y'all. It is a heart conversation. Peace. Hello.